Today's episode of News Dump is brought to you by Gabby. Uh, we've covered the Wall Street bets subreddit a few Yolo. times before on this show, but for the most part, it's been for the memes and the YOLO plays that people do where they essentially bet their entire net worth on something only to watch it fail miserably most of the time. Sometimes it works. Yeah, but recently Wall Street Bets has, I don't know, for at least a third or fourth time now, actually had a real and lasting effect on the stock market as a whole during a war that was waged against a short seller called Citrone Research over the uh, value of a little company called GameStop. Yeah, so a, a quick and not at all detailed description of what short selling is, in case you don't know, and honestly, you're better off not knowing, but here you go. It's gambling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so essentially, Citron Research was betting that the price of GameStop stock would fall. Yes. And they, it's a pretty educated, uh, yes. logical uh, assessment of it. Uh, the, there's been a gigantic shift in the way consumers purchase and play games. It's been happening for years now. Brick and mortar, uh, video game, Retail, not really uh, a business with a bright future. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a <laughs> if you're a professional stonks person, yeah. you would be like, yes, it, it would. Make, this is not stonks. It would make sense to bet on GameStop going down rather than up. Yeah, specific, like a, a a brick and mortar place that is specifically traditionally been centered around one product. Yeah, uh, not really something that I would put all of my eggs in that basket. Yeah, I mean you got digital storefronts like. Epic, Steam, the Sony Microsoft stores, uh, subscription platforms like Xbox Game Pass. They've all been dominating the market. They've seen exponential growth during the pandemic as people should be staying inside and <laughs> yeah. not taking trips out to retail stores, especially for something like video games, which you can buy digitally. And yeah. the games probably all have little kids, booger fingers all over yeah, them. Yeah, if stuff. I could buy food digitally, I would do it. I mean, I guess I do with like HelloFresh and stuff, you but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, betting against GameStop seems like a solid move. Yeah. But uh, Wall Street Bets had other ideas. Mm -hmm. There have been no shortage of posts related to GameStop since the inception of Wall Street Bets. It's always been a meme stock, yeah. uh, just like Tesla. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all saw what happened with that. Everyone got rich. To the moon. Yeah. Uh, during the later part of last year, though, a pump started to occur for kind of no reason to most traditional investors. It was like the guy from the, the guy literally from the big short bought a bunch of stock. And then like the guy who uh, founded Chewy.com bought a bunch of stock. Uh, but yeah, it's not as if GameStop was innovating in any real way. Uh, in fact, taking a stroll through your local GameStop these days, it seems to resemble a trip down to Hot Topic more than a video game store. Dad, what was the 90s like? Well, just go down, go down to GameStop. It's pretty much that. Well, uh, yeah, but now it's like they just sell like trinkets and t-shirts and stuff related yeah. to like things gamers Funko are into. Pops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The GameStop in the 90s now, that's where you, you'd be at the mall or the open air like strip mall and you'd take and drop the kids off there, me being the kid back then, mm -hmm. and you'd play all the demos there and leave your parents alone. Yeah, get yelled at by the underpaid staff. Hey! Please stop getting your booger-eating fingers yeah. all over the controllers. Yeah. But things got really heated when uh, the company that we previously mentioned, Citrone Research, announced that they expected the stock price of GameStop to plummet, at least back to $20 a share, which is still overpriced. This thing was trading at like $4 yeah. last it was, year. It, was, it, it, it took the hit of the coronavirus dip quite hard. Yeah. And a lot of people thought it was down for the count. But no. The graph of this fucking stock looks insane. Yeah. 
Many hands make for light work when it comes to boosting a stock, I uh -huh. guess. So, uh, anyways, that whole tweet uh, from uh, uh, Citrone, that was considered shot-spired to a Reddit community that had been YOLOing its way to financial independence on the stock for weeks, if not months. Yeah. But uh, it might not have even been the fact that Citrone Research... Uh, assumed the stock price would drop. I mean, GameStop's stock has been relatively pointless for a while. And according to CNBC, is, quote, the most shorted stock in the market. So instead, it was probably just the cavalier attitude in Citron's posts about this beloved stock that kicked the hornet's nest. Uh, this past Tuesday, Citron Research tweeted the following. Tomorrow a.m. at 11.30 Eastern, Citron will live stream the five reasons GameStop buyers at these levels are the suckers at this <laughs> poker game. Stock back to $20 fast. We understand short interest better than you and will explain. A little bit cocky. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so this, among other things, caused the community to band together in order to perform what is called a short squeeze. Um, here's an easy, non-detailed explanation. You Basically, you boost the value of the stock uh, by buying a bunch of it, so that everyone who's betting on the price dropping will end up losing an absolutely shit ton of money while everyone else makes money off of their hubris. Yes. It's uh, basically what happens all the time with cryptocurrencies. <laughs> you yeah. basically have a bunch of private groups who are all just like, all right, between all of us, we got like a couple mil. Let's so, manipulate the market. <laughs> yeah, let's just manipulate the market. <laughs> yeah. And there's no laws against this, so uh, let's fucking do it. So basically that's what happened. And in the past couple of days, the stock price of GameStop has soared causing Citron uh, to cancel their live stream that they were going to do, and they blamed that cancellation on the inauguration, but it was really because they had been shamed. Mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, also res uh, resulted in a substantial increase in stock value. And uh, on Friday alone, once the memes had spread and everyone and their brother fired up the old Robinhood app, it was crazy. And it culminated in a trading pause on Friday that was triggered because of the volatility of the stock. And, you know, I bet you're wondering... How much had the stock risen in value before it was halted from trading on that day? 69%. Nice. Nice, yeah. Uh, it was a fitting end to this war against short sellers for now. Uh, no clue what's going to happen on Monday, but whatever. Uh, in the process, they made the entire stock exchange look stupid as well because it's all just... As we've said before, none of it makes sense. I wonder how much of this was entirely passive and entirely disconnected from Wall Street bets. Like, I have to assume, like, algorithmic traders probably Started just automatically, they're just like, oh, we got to, like, the, the robots just like uh, this GameStop thing. And then it's probably, I mean, like, a lot of people just look at, like, stocktwits.com and they're like, all right. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of chatter going on <laughs> with this GameStop thing. Yeah. They're doing what with the okay, military whatever. when? Who cares? I just see line go up. So uh, Yeah, yeah. This is a, a, you know, cup and handle, whatever the fuck terms people use. Like, candlestick, uh, yeah. reverse candlestick. Dead cat bounce. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it's like, come on. It's all tea leaves. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there making a lot of money off of it. But then you have, like, Wall Street bets comes in, and a bunch of them become millionaires well, that's, and my off favorite, of gaming the stock. My favorite part of Wall Street bets and just, like, the Robin Hood revolution in general yeah. for stocks is that it's basically proven that the stock market is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I love... There's no reflection at all on, like, the actual fundamentals of any of the companies you're trading. The, the, the barrier to entry now being so low... I'm sure it has, like, old hat traders just, like, punching themselves in the face. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. Who are these? You'd have to be an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. So in that... In it's that, like playing poker against, like, a complete noob who yeah. manages to beat you because you can't read them. Yeah. Like, they're just playing completely logically. Yeah. Now, in, in that sense, I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
Uh, also, you, you have to wonder what the executives at GameStop are thinking. Uh, I mean, they definitely shouldn't be celebrating. Uh, an entire community is just using their what is potentially worthless stock as a get-rich-quick scheme and to punish people that talk shit to them. Yeah. Well, I mean... In the not meantime, a, not a bad had, place to be. If I was high up at a GameStop and I had stock in the company, I would be like, well, I did probably sell this See and quit my job. Yeah. yeah, no, that's uh, uh, not really worth... Uh, not uh, Whatever your stance on GameStop, it should not be long. No. It should be a short position. Not a short seller position, but a, a short I just term. imagine like an executive there who's like got like stock options or something like that from working there. And in the course of three days... They went from, like, I'm an executive at GameStop making arguably way too much money. But still, I just became a millionaire overnight because people are shitposting on a subreddit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to hold on and see where this goes. Broke on Monday. Yeah. Well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you buy a lotto ticket and you think about all the things you'd buy if, yeah. you, if you hit it. Would have been really cool if it was the right numbers. Speaking of which, I should have bought a Mega Millions. That thing's up to, like, a billion dollars. I've never bought a lottery ticket and I haven't lost a wink of sleep over it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyway, one of our favorite Twitter posts from uh, this whole GameStop stonks situation yeah. is someone uh, impersonating Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street uh, on the phone trying to sell game or GME stock to some poor schlub. Uh, the name of the company, GameStop, it is a cutting-edge video game store out of the Grapevine, Texas, uh, awaiting imminent patent approval on the next generation of virtual reality omnidirectional gaming devices that have both huge military and civilian applications right now. Which a lot of people are claiming. I don't know if that's part of the meme or like actually has some truth to There's it. There's absolutely no way. Like, prove me wrong, but this is just a brick and mortar retail location yeah. that has shifted its entire focus from selling used video games to selling Funko Pops. Yeah, I don't think. I don't. I don't think, think GameStop has like a fucking lab up in like Silicon Valley developing groundbreaking augmented reality technology. Again, prove me wrong, but yeah, I think I, that's uh, something uh, that uh, maybe Mad Cats is working on. Yeah. The most annoying military tech you could buy. Anyways, yeah. the whole thing's wild. It's impressive. Yeah. It's a fun story. The memes, the posts, even the videos created surrounding this whole thing are far better than the already played out Bernie memes. So good job, everyone. Although yeah. I, did, I saw the, the last good Bernie meme was uh, very meta. It was the two guys from uh, American Chopper, the <laughs> arguing one. Yeah. And they're like, Bernie memes are played out. They're, 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 they're done. They're not funny anymore. And the other one's like, no, they're still good Bernie memes. And then there's like, there's like shut up. And then he throws Bernie, like, instead of throwing the chair, he throws Bernie Sanders at the yeah. other guy. I just, like, it just, it was, it's like, it, not as bad as the Mike Pence fly, but this one, this one had legs. There was some creative stuff there. But then... The Bernie at, one took off uh, way too much among like the crowd the normies. Of, among the crowd of people who uh, fucking hated Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. And, like, tried to slander him throughout the primary and say that he, like, you know, sound reminded them of their like fucking abusers yeah. and shit like that. Well, and now that everyone's done everything and put him in everything, and like now like Amazon put him in something. Yeah, it's like, just like Bernie Sanders hates you. <laughs> yeah. You are like his number one enemy. He has uh, literally drafted legislation specifically targeted at you. It's yeah, called like the Bezos Act. Everyone's like, we can get in on this, like, uh, and it's like some form of like, hello, fellow kids, I'm as cool as you kind of marketing. It's like Megan McCain, who is insufferable on Twitter. It did a, there was, Thing where she's fishing with him. Fuck you, Megan. Yeah. 
anyways, uh, according to The Verge, uh, back to the GameStop thing, Citron said Friday it would no longer comment on the GameStop stock because of the, quote, angry mob who owns this stock. Uh, Citron Research editor Andrew Left wrote in a note to readers that the backlash had included criminal activity, and he mm. planned to report to the Securities and Exchange Commission, which included harassment of minor children as well as financial crime. So, Big if true. Yeah. Make sure to put in the article that I'm not mad, though. <laughs> Tell them I, I'm absolutely <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not mad. I'm not mad. Uh-uh. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Going to be really interesting to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. But you know what else is wild? Muncher. The new Ghost debuted for the upcoming men's only No Girls Allowed Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Sorry, ladies, this sad sack of blue chewed up bubblegum is for boys only. You already had your Ghostbusters and it fucking sucked ass. <laughs> Munchie is I didn't for hate the boys. It. I didn't hate it. I still haven't seen it, actually. <laughs> yeah. I just remember uh, the people are still, I think like the quartering is still mad about it. Yeah. Which, uh, I saw it again recently on, uh, I was like doing a little bit of uh, cleaning around the house and it was on like FX or something. And I was like, it's not bad. Chris Hemsworth's fine. It's not as terrible as people said. Yeah. That's the thing. Anyway, you know what it didn't have? Munchie. Yeah. Pictured here. Looks like cross between um, Heimlich, the green caterpillar from A Bug's Life, and, I don't know, Ed Asner. Actually, you know, Ed Asner, is, he's still alive, believe yeah. it or not. It would be a real shame if he didn't voice this thing. It would be, I think, the perfect fit. He posted, he reposted some meme he found of, uh... Here's like, me and a meme! Like, uh, it was someone playing, like, Counter-Strike and, like... He <laughs> was with like a... a <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even understand the meme, but he's like... He, he seemed to really like it. <laughs> yeah, that, Ed Asner on Twitter is, uh... Has the potential to be a great thing. Yeah. I hope it's, uh... I hope Hit, it, I mean, Betty White just turned... 99? And she's 100? staying up as late as she wants. Ed Asner's got to be pretty high up He's there. in the 90s. He's in the 90s. Yeah. Anyways, um, Muncher. Back to Muncher. Yeah. Uh, made his debut during a crossover promotion on MasterChef Junior Spain. And we didn't think uh, it would leak. Yeah. He, he's the real... <laughs> Like it's the this is the closest look we've seen in any of the new Ghosts, the new Ghostbusters movie. It's a weird choice for the first... Debut. Real peek at this movie that they, the first teaser trailer for this, I feel like came out years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of forgot about this movie. It's the Stranger Things Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's with the kids, and there's no women allowed in the theaters. They made one of Joe Biden's executive orders. Yeah. Just like uh, back, way back when, it was an executive order that every man in America had to see the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah. Opposite this time. No women allowed. And Just... everyone's eating those Yorkie candy bars with the with the no lady sign on the front from Europe. Anyway, we're sure that uh, Muncher here will look uh, maybe a bit different on screen in CGI than he does as some sort of theme park puppet here. Nevertheless, he looks like shit, but it's fine because Ghostbusters, they're boys again, mm -hmm. including Muncher here. He's got a penis. <laughs> Muncher <laughs> has a giant blue penis. He's got a weird bulbous dong. In fact, his entire body is a penis. Yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is never coming out because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. so who cares? Ah, actually, it was scheduled. It, it was supposed to come out already. It was supposed to come out back in June. June 11th. No, no, no. Summer of last year. Oh. It got changed to June of this year, uh, but that's also changed. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Right now, it's November 11th. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. <laughs> Still hopeful. Uh, anyway, speaking of the old pandemic movie shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a few more release dates that have been altered because studios were a bit presumptuous when it came to their idea of when things would be back normal. Yeah, the new Bond movie, No Time to Die, it's been moved from uh, the beginning of April. Like, what were they thinking? 
the beginning of April, and it's going uh, to October 8th, which I still think is probably too soon for movie theaters. I hope I'm wrong. Believe me, I hope I'm wrong. I hope by summer we are back to normal, baby. Even Fauci's like, maybe some concerts in the fall if we're lucky. It's yeah, as he, a treat. Fauci is also like, I think concerts should start at 6 p.m. and be done by 8.30. <laughs> Only one local opener, yeah. and everyone has to use the same snare. I mean, I do kind of agree. I, yeah. I'm, I'm way too old for this L.A. shit where, like, doors are at 7 and the fucking... The headliner doesn't play till midnight. Like, mm-hmm. it's Tuesday. It's because everyone's using their own cabinets. Just get one cabinet for the yeah, venue to yeah. plug in. Yeah, the, especially, I mean, the drums. You only need one drum set. Come on, switch out whatever weird toms you got. But, like, yeah. the kick and the snare can stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Lil' Tom Holland's Uncharted movie, which is totally real and definitely exists, uh, it's now been pushed to February of uh, 2022 which is going to be exhausting to say that year over and over again. Uh, it's totally coming out. It's a real movie. It's definitely happening. It's going to come out a, a year and a couple weeks from now, they swear. Uh, Morbius, starring Jared Leto, which should probably just be thrown away. Uh, that's still coming out for some reason, although it's been delayed and won't be premiering until January of 2022, literally a year from now. So, I don't know. January 2022, though, that seems realistic, and it also seems like the perfect time to release uh, a, a movie... Because at that point, I'll see anything. I will see anything in a movie theater. So load the front of all of this stuff. Load it with crap. Yeah. I need to see more of those uh, movies about a dog that becomes a wrestler. Uh, anything by Kirk Cameron. Just put all that in theaters first as a way to make all your money back. Yeah. I'll buy all so the, many hot dogs. All the schlock. Save the Bond and the Dune yeah. until like 2023. We can wait. Uh, I'm just so desperate for a movie theater experience at this point that uh, you could just roll a black screen and I would be happy. As long as I'm in a room with people. Yeah, run the, like, color bars test. (laughs) It's just the AMC, like, terrible movie trivia and, like, local real estate agents ads for two hours straight. Yeah, I miss it. Anyway, let's take a quick break now before we get to the rest of the news and thank today's sponsor, Gabby. You know Gabby by now. They are a recurring sponsor here. But let's bring you up to speed once again because we're all looking for ways to save money, right? Mm-hmm. So how would you like an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why when we shop for insurance, we use Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. I did the whole process of Gabby. It took like five to ten minutes for the actual giving them my information, and then mm-hmm. took like an hour to get my results back in the email, and it was it was great. I saw every possible option uh, for both renter's insurance and uh, car insurance, yeah. and uh, it was great. I, it's nice to have a resource like this to see yeah. exactly how much you potentially might be getting screwed. I was also happy with my coverage because I have stolen Valor, USAA. Yeah. Thanks, and wife's thank father. You for your, your, <laughs> thank you, thank thank you, you for your wife's father's father service. service. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in for life now. It's all mm-hmm. good. Uh, once again, though, uh, Gabby customers, they save $961 per year on average. I bet that would be nice to have in your pocket every year. And uh, if they can't find you savings, they let you know, just like they let us know, so you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. $961, that's a lot of shares of GameStop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you, you could turn that into a lot if you uh, follow or, the Wall Street Or a best. little. Uh, they'll also never sell your info, so there's no annoying spam or robocalls. Uh, you're probably overpaying on car or home insurance, so see how much Gabby could save you. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. So go to Gabby.com slash newsdump. That is G-A-B-I dot com slash newsdump to check them out. Gabby.com slash newsdump. Okay, back to the rest of the news tidbits now, starting with the movie no one asked for. 
telling a tale that no one cares to hear. Wonka, an origin story. The gritty uh, <laughs> reboot, uh, nobody wants. Yeah. So, look, we can't understand at all why the Willy Wonka character has been rehashed and tossed around as though it's some kind of legacy superhero for these studios. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, the idea of an eccentric candy factory mogul really interests people. Yeah, especially or, in now of all times. Yeah, or just really interests executives. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Warner Brothers that owns it. It's just like... Look, we've, we... Oh, we, then this is definitely in response to Joker. We... <laughs> 100% is no, in response no, to no. Joker. But it's like they own the Wonka character for film, so it's like every couple of years we got to use it or someone else yeah. is going to be able to you buy it make the out. Wonka extended universe. You're going to do the an Oompa Loompa movie. Yeah, uh, that you know, fat kid that rolls around. Augustus Gloop, the origin story. How did he get fat? Yeah. Now you're going to find out. The Gloop name has a lot of uh, interesting yeah. stuff behind Gloop. it. Gloop. Uh, yeah, yeah, so the, I mean, the original film, the Gene Wilder one, perfect movie. It had the best lead actor, the best songs. It taught important life lessons like don't be greedy or fat. Mm -hmm. Gluttony is a sin. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Also, slavery is okay when they're weird little uh, orange people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they made a lot of good life lessons out of that movie. Yeah. Well, also, if you, <laughs> if you freak people out to the point of uh, them potentially wanting to just uh, jump off the boat and kill themselves. Yeah. Uh, you've done a good job as a tour guide. Killing children is okay when they're uh, involved in a contest to own your candy factory. Well, officer, I'd like to explain to you that that child was mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, in recent years, that movie found new life in the mockery of uh, Uncle Joe once people started realizing how much of a piece of shit he is in the yeah. movie. He's just lazy. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, and then he all contributes sudden, nothing. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, hey, you want to go to the? Uh, oh, I can walk now. <laughs> yeah, whoa! Hold hey. on, wait a second. Uncle Joe only gets out of bed for two things: pussy and delicious candy. And I'm all out of pussy. And it's, and it's all Yorkie bars. Yeah. Uh, still though, right at the end of, uh, or right at the peak of rebooting old properties, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out, starring Johnny Depp. And uh, while that movie was fun to watch on drugs, it was almost entirely forgettable compared to the original. And it was <sighs> probably because I was really high when I watched it. Yeah, I did not like this movie. Uh, that film actually did give a bunch of backstory to the Wonka character. Uh, his dad wanted him to be a dentist or some shit. But here we are, doing it all over again. And while upon seeing the headline for this, uh, we couldn't help but ask ourselves, why? And exclaim, please no. Please spend that budget on something else. There is some hope that this might be unique and maybe even, dare I say, good. And that's entirely because the person directing the film is Paul King, who made the Paddington movies, wow. okay. which are literally the most charming, perfect, lovable, happy, inspiring, and wonderful children's movies that have been released for this generation. They are top tier, the best children's movies that exist. I still haven't seen any of them. You know, look. Paddington 1's fine. Paddington 2 is a fucking masterpiece. That's what I hear. Yeah. And that guy who banged the prostitutes in it. Uh, also, the casting desires on Twitter that, uh, Twitter that we saw would be perfect. Uh, uh, numerous tweets suggested Andre 3000 from Outcast as Willy Wonka. And those tweets spread like wildfire. Okay. I think it's a great idea. I mean, that's just what Twitter and now I want. But look. Warner Brothers apparently listens to mob violence. So, you know, if you're angry and loud enough and you rent an airplane to fly over the skies of Burbank writing Andre 3000's name, they've got to do it. Yeah. They've already set the precedent. Release the outcast cut. Exactly. 
Anyway, let's move over now to the world of streaming real quick and let you know that while Wonder Woman 1984 was creeping around on HBO Max with less than a stellar reaction from people who decided to waste nearly three hours of their time on Christmas Day, uh, Soul from Disney Pixar was also out and was uh, not only a better movie in nearly every aspect, it also absolutely crushed it in the ratings or however you describe the metrics for streaming platforms and their debuts of new movies that should have been theatrical releases before the pandemic. Yeah. Soul was the number one thing in streaming for the week of its release, with an estimated 1.669 billion total minutes streamed, beating out even The Office, which was in its last available week on Netflix before it was tucked away on Peacock, where no one can find it. I remember that show. Yeah, mm. I'll miss it. <laughs> I'll I'm, never I'm watch literally it never going to watch The Office ever again. <laughs> Luckily, I rewatched the entire thing last year before yeah. it left Netflix. I mean, so we, I'm good for another five years or so. My household just sort of had The Office on all the time for the last five years, so I, I think I'm all right. For yeah, the theme long. songs burned into my head, but it was fun. It was funny, like uh, like the day before January first or around that time, <laughs> Apple was like, um, "Cool, you can buy the entire." series for $30 right now. Oh, so I didn't see that. I didn't get that, but I, like like I said, I, I rewatched it, so I think I'm good for a little while. Uh, I think Parks and Rec's still on there. Maybe that moved too, I don't know. Anyways, as for Wonder Woman 1984, a terrible movie and a complete waste of time and talent, you won't even be able to suffer through that on HBO Max anymore because it is, boom, gone, leaving the platform as of Sunday. Uh, and get this, it's going exclusively to movie theaters. Are you a bad enough dude to get fucking killed watching Wonder Woman 1984? <laughs> yeah, for three hours straight in a, in a room with a bunch of other I people. you brought a piss bottle. For a terrible movie that's very boring and pointless. So I don't know what the hell's going on over at Warner Brothers. I, I swear to God, this drives me up a wall. Uh, luckily, this movie sucks, uh, or anyone who was too busy or too lazy to watch it would have been shit out of luck come next week. Uh, unless you were planning on braving it out in the theaters. Uh, it, of course, will return to the platform again sometime in the future. But this is a moronic big brain move that is only rivaled by all of the Batman movies leaving the platform almost immediately after it launched, despite contributing almost entirely to the platform's marketing. Now, having said that, I, I got HBO Max for free because I got AT&T Internet. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been trying to find things to enjoy. How to with John Wilson. Fantastic. Great show. Great show. Yeah. But I am just now finished with the entire first season of Warrior. Mm. That show is worth your time. Watch Warrior on HBO Max. Uh, I didn't read too much into it, but I, the general chatter seems to be that it's based off of like it's either a concept a or, yeah. or, or writings that Bruce Lee had developed. Yeah, it's something years Bruce Lee ago. was trying to pitch the studios, and they were like, "All right, sounds great. So we're gonna make Kung Fu, and we're gonna cast David Carradine as it." And uh, just ignore the rest of your ideas. Thank you, Bruce Lee. Uh, but yeah, this one, uh, it's, it's executive producer produced by Justin Lin. Uh, the, you know, there's some, it's it's pulpy. It's like whatever. Yeah. But the the uh, fight sequences in it are the not even like the best of a TV show. Like this is John Wick level fight choreography in this show. There's like also like random one-off episodes where they just, it's like a side quest. There's an entire <laughs> episode where it's basically a Western yeah. and it is Incredible. So, look, if you've still got HBO Max kicking around, Warrior. Watch Warrior. Warrior. After, after, before Repair Shop. You watch Repair Shop? I watched Repair Shop. Uh, what did you think? I love it. It's exactly <laughs> what you pitched it as. I watched it uh, when I went to bed. Yeah. I was uh, I, I was into it, but it was like the kind of thing where it's like, 
If I fall asleep, that's fine. Well, that's what's great about it is the episodes are so long that when you do fall asleep, the next night, you can, uh, where was I? He was rebuilding uh, this. Uh, yeah, like, rebuilding a Louis Vuitton uh, case and yeah, uh, trunk. <laughs> a pocket watch from the 1940s that some woman hid inside of her vagina throughout the war. Yeah. Literally like the movie Pulp Fiction. She said she sewed it into her clothes, but I don't We all know the truth. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. Okay, cool. So my recommendations are all good. Yeah. Um, Anyway, over on Disney Plus, well, WandaVision has just started releasing on its standard schedule after dropping two complete episodes on its debut. I watched the first two. I I actually kind of like it. I, I I love the show. I don't know where the fuck it's going, but like I I like it just on account of it being different than what I would have expected from a MCU property. Like, so it's a, it's kind of high concept, and I appreciate that. I don't know if I like it. I, l- l- seeing the discourse online, I was like. I don't understand how this could I be. I think as a bad lot of like, like MCU fanboys are just don't know how to like, like they just don't know what to do with it. Well, anyways, I was like, I watched the first two episodes. I was like, this is fantastic. One, I like, I, I it's got like grew up watching a lot of these old sitcoms because they would always play during the, the day. The writing is genuinely good yes. for like that era and it's I Love Lucy, genre. Bewitched, uh, yeah. like all that stuff. But it also has hanging over it. This, yeah, this feeling of dread thing is going there's, on. Yeah, there's like this this some things are like a miss all the time. There's this feeling of dread constantly in the back of your mind. Uh, so it's got a I, sort of cabin in the woods vibe. And as it. long as the payoff's good, I really think that this slow burn is going to pay off yeah. and going to be great. Yeah, uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. Having said that, I, much like Elliot, was extremely confused the first time I watched it because I was like, What's, uh, is this part of the show, yeah. or is this the actual credit scene? Oh, yeah. Because there's like eight minutes left in this episode. Yeah, they, the credits are too long. Yeah. Like, oh, a 30-minute episode. Like, no, that's like an 18-minute episode with a bunch of shit at the end. Yeah, and uh, as far as I can tell, no after credit scene, so... No, you know, yeah. And I think it's because, I read online, it's because for some reason, like most other streaming platforms... They do the localized credits mm-hmm. for those areas. Disney Plus has their global credits, yeah. so it's like every localization at the end. Yeah. So you're not missing anything if you just if you skip the credits. I mean, give the people in production their due, but it's a little Stand much. up and clap. They might be nearby. <laughs> they could live next door if you live in L.A. My, the thing I miss most about seeing a movie <laughs> in L.A. Clapping. is standing up at the end and clapping. Because you never know, the dolly grip might be in the theater with you. You want to show respect. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Like, I, I have never stood and clapped. It's insane. It's a deranged I, behavior. Guilty ass charged. I, I've clapped, but I can't remember if I did it at an like. It's like at the arc light, people just fucking do it. You're just walking out during the credits? So disrespectful. It's the curtain call. Shut the fuck up. Guy like sitting there wear, wearing the catering company's like polo shirt with his name written on it and a cap just crying because everyone's walking out. I fed so many sandwiches. <laughs> To the cast and crew of this movie, and just no one cares. <laughs> oh, enough uh, regional talk from us. Speaking of Disney Plus, starting on February nineteenth, they're bringing all five seasons of the OG Muppet Show to the platform, which uh, it'll be great news at the very least for Elise Willems of Funhouse, yeah, and anyone else who enjoys fun. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, like I've only seen the Muppet Show when it was on, I think Nick at Night, like years ago. Like I, I've never taken a deep dive into it. Yeah. But, uh, Oh, and uh, I was on the Funhouse podcast this week. I don't know when they're posting it, if they've posted it already. Their upload schedule is fucking weird. It'll probably come out in, like, June. (laughs) Anyways, I did the podcast with them. Uh, It'll probably go up sometime soon. It was live on Rooster Teeth, and I had no idea we were live. Oh. So that was fun. Uh, It was basically, uh, like, a lot of me and Lindsay just shooting the shit about reality TV. And I I, uh, 
even outside of this show, I can still curse reality uh, because in that episode or in that podcast, I was talking about how the last season's bachelorette lady, she like left the season early because she fell in love with this dude. And I'm like, hey, look, it works out for some people. They're still happily together. They've been together for a while. And literally that day, the news broke that they had separated because he'd been cheating on her the entire time. You did this. I certainly did. First Kobe, now. You did the Kobe. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to watch our most recent episodes from this week. Uh, We have Donald Trump's greatest hits. And uh, I do miss him now on Twitter. I do. I want to know what he's thinking. And uh, we also have a tech news day there for you. Uh, So check both of those out. We'll be back with weekly weird news. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.